It's Market Monday on Gary and Shannon. Because everyone loves money. And alliteration sounds great on the radio. Gary and Shannon. Yeah, I love that. Hey, uh, one of the things we're keeping an eye on is this terrorist attack in New York City. Although uh, not as successful as he would hope it was, he would have hoped it was, uh, thankful, because all the guy did was uh, end up blowing a hole in his own gut and maybe uh, ripped off his own Johnson. But other than that, three other people were injured at the Port Authority bus terminal very early this morning, about 7.20 this morning, when it looks like this thing detonated early. Uh, and he was not very successful at making a bomb, just a thing that went fizzle very, very fast. We're also keeping an eye on the Thomas Fire. Got new life over the weekend. Carpinteria, Montecito now are the areas that look like they're in danger. Chris Carlo was reporting earlier, uh, this thing, the last the last measurement, 230,000 acres. Chris Carlo was saying by the end of the day, it may jump from the fifth biggest fire in California's modern history to number one on that list. That's pretty crazy. But it is one o'clock on Monday and we like to join or welcome in, I guess, Rebecca Jarvis, ABC News Chief Correspondent for Business Technology and the Economy. You can follow her at Rebecca Jarvis on Twitter and she's also on Facebook Live right now showing us her beautiful office. Uh, let's start with the, some of the... Oh, I love the... that shirt. Is that a dress or Thank is that you. a shirt? It's a dress. Oh, I love that. That's this so pretty. This is my favorite part of the office, though. <laughs> What's your favorite? Oh, my favorite part our of picture. Shannon Folder. Oh, look at that. Oh, We were so young then. I know we were young then. Like a Aww. year ago. And poorly dressed. You're so cute. Um, so we've spent some time talking about Bitcoin with you, Rebecca, and now yes. Bitcoin has made its debut on a major exchange. Yes, so now it is trading live in the futures exchange. It made its debut uh, on the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, the CBOE. So you can trade Bitcoin futures. This is not actual Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin futures, which are looking at what the future price of Bitcoin can be. You, I feel like Bitcoin hysteria, I don't know if we've reached peak Bitcoin hysteria at this point, but... People who never heard the word Bitcoin five weeks ago are now hearing all about it. Um, a lot of people are talking about this, and there's a lot of interest because of how much volatility there's seen in the price, because of the people who, you know, they bought Bitcoin, one or two of them a few years ago, and now they're thousandaires. Or then you also have a few people who are Bitcoin millionaires, even, who bought Bitcoins back when it was a dollar, a few dollars to buy one Bitcoin and so they bought a handful of them, and now because Bitcoin is trading somewhere in the vicinity of $17,000 for one Bitcoin, they are now, at least at this moment, feeling pretty good. Can you give me some of the nuts and bolts of Bitcoin? For example, if I wanted to buy yes. a Bitcoin, yes. how would I even go about doing it? Because my normal broker is not going to be able to do this for me. No, your normal broker has actually opted out of doing this for the most part. So you would go to a website like Coinbase which is one of the places where you could purchase cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is one of these cryptocurrencies. There's also another one called Ethereum and a handful of others that people may have heard of. So you'd go there, you go there in sort of in the same way that you would exchange 
dollars if you are going to travel somewhere internationally and you need to buy, let's say, euros or, or pounds, you'd sort of do it in a similar transaction. And the way that Bitcoin works is you go in, you buy your Bitcoin, right? Then it's stored in a ledger on the internet because you can't carry it around with you in your pocket. It's not physical, but it's stored on the internet, kind of like your online bank account. So the way that you could go in and check up and see what's going on in your online bank account, you can kind of do that with Bitcoin in the same way and say, how much of this do I own in the same way that you could look at your savings account and see what's in the savings account right now. Guess I'm a little bit lost because it wouldn't, the, the ledger then is only uh, reconciled by people who don't know what's going on. Or I should say, well, people who don't have a connection to it, it's just sort of crowdsourced, isn't it? Yeah, well, the ledger, so the ledger is dynamic in that basically you, you, your account is associated with you by a number. It's not your name. Um, and But you could see everybody else's as well. So you can see the whole world's worth of Bitcoin in that particular moment. Um and so you can go in, you can see it, but you're not necessarily going to say, oh, I know that my neighbor Joanne or Timothy has a Bitcoin on here because it's all numbers. Okay. Well, I'm still not buying Bitcoin. Just, okay. Just well, so you don't everybody have knows. To. Okay. You don't have to buy Bitcoin. I know that there's a lot of interest. I did a whole explainer about this on Facebook because I know there are so many questions about it. And frankly, there are only a handful of retailers at this point that are actually taking Bitcoin. Um, some of the more well-known ones like Overstock or Expedia, you can pay in Bitcoin. And you don't have to use the whole Bitcoin to pay for something. That's the other thing. You can do it in um, in chunks. You, can, you could take like 0.001% of one Bitcoin to pay for something if that was the rate, if, if the exchange rate of Bitcoins was 0.001%. Okay, something fun here. Yeah. We yeah. all grew up watching Tom Hanks in Big and thinking that was the best <laughs> job ever. He, like, made so much money just from playing with toys. Yes. That's a legit got, thing. <laughs> now you've got little six-year-old Ryan who made $11 million in a year reviewing toys on YouTube. This kid is amazing. I can't – have you guys watched Ryan's videos? No. Okay, so you, you go watch the videos. It's pretty mesmerizing to see – him reviewing all of these toys. He had this breakout hit. I know we have a commercial break, so I won't go over if we need to if we need to come back with more after the commercial break. Let's do Let's that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Perfect. We'll get some of Ryan's uh, video Ryan's stuff. Ryan's toy too, reviews. Yeah. We're talking right. with Rebecca Jarvis from ABC News, and we will uh, return with her in just a moment when we continue to do Market Monday. Bang, bang. Gary and Shannon on this Monday, December 11th. All right, I was trying to watch some of this uh, uh, this little Ryan kid. Uh, Ryan opens toy. Ryan Toys Review. Rebecca Jarvis from ABC News has joined us. I'm going to play just a quick little clip for you of him opening some uh, some advent calendars, Angry Birds, and something called Disney Sum Sum. Thank God my kids are old enough. Oh. Now let's open Disney Soup Soup Day 1 through 3. Yes, let's see what we're going to get in the Christmas tree version. Hey, yeah, up the Blake, star. Are you ready to dump this in case he swears? What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's, oh, it's, oh, 
It's Olaf. The glitter's on Olaf. Get it, oh, Olaf? Yeah, I see the glitter. From yeah. Frozen. Now it's open day two. Day two. Here we go, day two. Whoa. Is it Anna Elsa? No. Who is it? Day two. It's it's the reindeer. Duh. That kid is adorable. The reindeer's name is Sven. Yes, Duh. Uh, Rebecca, I apologize for all this frozen craziness. Gary finally watched it after me. Oh my gosh. After two years of me uh, telling him that he will love Frozen. So he finally watched it over the weekend and he's been singing the songs all day. Everything is frozen. It's it's an obsession and I created a freaking monster. I haven't been singing anything. Let it go, Gary. Okay, you're not the first one to say that, Rebecca, just so you know. I thought it was super clever. He's deep in the weeds Snow with this thing. How much is this costing, KFI? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> That's the best question I've heard all day long. Oh, uh, for the love. All right, so this kid... Today was the most expensive day in KFI history, the rights to uh, yeah. Frozen. I love it. Okay. So, six-year-old Ryan, you guys played the Ryan from Ryan Toys Review on YouTube. This The, the videos, I would recommend just, just looking at this. I think the thing is, for people who don't really under, know what we're talking about, you have to look at these videos to recognize this is truly a little boy, a six-year-old little boy, sometimes with his family members, opening up toys in his house. There's not a lot. I mean, they've put more production value into it since time has gone by because they started about three years ago. But it's really just a kid in his natural habitat in his house with his, sometimes with his siblings, and his parents are filming, opening up toys, unboxing toys, and he's made $11 million. He's one of the top YouTube celebrities at this point. Um, number eight, ranked number eight on Forbes magazine's just out list of highest paid YouTube entrepreneurs. Whoa. So, yes, at six years old, he is one of the highest paid YouTube entrepreneurs. And it's not that he's doing something different. There's a bunch of unboxing channels right. and celebrities on YouTube. It's that he's a, you know, a cute little kid and. Uh, really cute. I just don't know how you get 10, is it 10 and a half million subscribers to his, yeah. to his videos. So, so, and I was trying to get to the bottom of this when I saw the article. So first off, he, I, I love this point that he made to his parents three years ago. He was watching these videos, little three-year-old kid. He said, how come I'm not on YouTube when all the other kids are? Mm -hmm. So they just decided, okay, well, we'll put you on YouTube then. So the video that really went viral they figured out this video where they um, they started reviewing 100-plus toys at, in one video. So the video is called 100-plus Cars, Toys, Giant Egg Surprise Opening. By the way, that is all in caps, Giant Egg Surprise Opening, <laughs> Disney, Pixar, Lightning McQueen Kids Video, Ryan Toys Review. So, okay, they, they definitely did some stuff here that, helped gather the people around the 100-plus Cars toys. The surprise, surprise is a word that shows up in many of his videos, so I'm told that that's smart to put surprise in there. we got to do that, uh, Oscar and Blake, for our videos. <laughs> we got to put surprise, surprise in there. Gary and Shannon, surprise! It's not Market Monday. It's Surprise Monday. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I really hope that works, you guys. I'll be shocked if it doesn't. Totally shocked. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But um, 
But surprise really helps, and kids love the videos, parents love the videos. There was this cute comment I saw from a little five-year-old that said, um, hello, Ryan, I am five years old, and I am on my dad's account. How old are you? Also, I love your videos. Okay, this is getting weird now. <laughs> this it's, is a new world. It awesome. is weird because this kid, and I don't know, I mean, the parents have got to have some marketing acumen to them because this doesn't just happen. Yeah. I know. I know. They do. They do. I mean, there's probably um, some SEO optimization going on there, too, where it's like they're choosing the right <laughs> terms and embedding the right terms in their videos. Also, once you start getting to be a little bit, once people discover you, you know, you have one video that goes viral, maybe that one is accidental. That's when everybody starts, you know, the swarms of, of outsiders start coming in, the agents, the managers, the YouTubes of the world. Hey, we'd love to work with you. Um, we have some ideas for how you can improve this. So that's when things start to uh, really optimize. But I, I hope his parents are putting this money aside somewhere, you know, maybe for his college fund or something yeah. like that. We don't want to do the story in about uh, 10 years that he's uh, been out on drugs for 40 oh, years. Oh, no. He's got Stop two it. kids. And... Re- Rebecca, what's going on with No Limits Podcast this week? Who are you talking to? Okay, so this week we have a woman named Tina Sharkey. She is the creator of a company called Brandless. Brandless is a company that has decided that you should not have to pay more than $3 for your everyday household items. So literally everything across the board, $3, olive oil, dish soap, face soap, uh, uh, shampoo, um, muffin mix, crackers. They are literally trying to own every single one of the categories that you traditionally would consume on a regular basis, marinara sauce, salsa. They're trying to own all of these different categories, and they're doing it with organic, really high-quality ingredients. And we talk about one area that people are just begging her to get to that they haven't figured out how to crack it yet because it's too expensive. So they're still working on this area. But her whole thing is there's a huge amount of markup that goes into the products on the shelf. A lot of that markup doesn't really get you anything. It's a brand, so you have to pay more money for it. Because of the placement inside the grocery store, you have to pay more money for it. Her whole thing is I'm going to strip away all of those extra costs, and you, the consumer, are just going to get a really high-quality product that does not cost as much as the other high-quality products. So we talk all about how she did it. Her background, she worked at Johnson & Johnson for a while. She's a really interesting woman. Um, and I think there's some really good advice in here for entrepreneurs, especially if you're interested in food and being in the consumer product space. Very cool. Rebecca, yeah. thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. You, you too. too. All right. And follow, follow Rebecca at Rebecca Jarvis on Twitter, and you can find her on Facebook and that No Limits podcast. We'll make sure we throw a link up on our page so that you can uh, listen to that as well. Coming up next, we will get an update from New York City about this investigation into this wannabe terrorist, a failed terrorist, tried to uh, blow himself up, tried to do a lot of damage this morning in that subway corridor there near Times Square. We'll give you uh, all the latest when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. And I want to feel something again. Six forty, more stimulating talk. Well, it looks like a man inspired by ISIS 
was the one who set off that crude pipe bomb that was strapped to his body this morning right before 7.30. Crowded subway corridor near Times Square. You know, it injured him pretty um Pretty badly, uh, but it only slightly wounded three other people. He's walking. You can see him in surveillance video uh, walking casually through this crowded passageway um, when the bomb goes off and you see the white smoke and then it clears and you see him sprawled on the ground as commuters are scattering in every which direction to get away. Yeah, this thing obviously not big enough or um, uh, explosive enough to injure anyone severely other than him. And it's weird because the video, it's a it's kind of a washed out video. It's surveillance video from inside the uh, the subway station there or the bus terminal where exactly it is. I'm not certain, but you see him in that hallway and then he the explosion goes off and you can see his body. He kind of crumbles over. I mean, kind of bends in half and then just tumbles to the floor. He's 27. He's from Bangladesh. Name's Akayed Ula. Burns to his hands and abdomen and in the hospital in custody. We, he blew the front of his pants off, by the way. Good. Uh, one of the pictures I get see, you, he blew the front of his pants off so we can hope that it took uh, all of the machinery with it. Governor Cuomo told the New York One cable channel that he went online to learn how to make a bomb. Yeah, and we've seen before, we talked with Brian Suits a little bit earlier about what this it, would mean. I mean, if we can learn anything or read anything into the fact that he didn't kill anybody. He didn't even kill himself. That's how poorly made this bomb was. Uh, what we might be able to learn from it, just that he's either a big dummy uh, or ICE has got the, the recipe wrong. It's more likely that he's a big dummy and he tried arri- to cut, uh, cut some corners here. He arrived in this country in 2011 with an F-4 visa, a preferential visa available for those that have family in the country who are citizens. They are busy searching his apartment. They're interviewing witnesses, relatives, looking for any more surveillance footage from his movements in the moments before he was in that corridor. They're reviewing his subway fare card. He lived with his father, mother, and brother in Brooklyn. The weird thing about his his living situation is I've seen it described a couple of ways with his, that he's living with his family there was also that said uh, one description that he lived in the basement. His sister was on the first floor of this apartment, and then his brother was on the top floor. And neighbors had been telling one of the guys in the neighborhood that they were hearing fighting and yelling all hours of the night for the last couple of nights. Hmm. Whether this guy had told his family what he was planning and they were trying to stop him or some argument within the family is what uh, helped predicate this thing and and got him motivated to the point where he would make this, uh, I don't even want to call it a bomb. Yeah, it was, they say it was a low-tech explosive device. It was attached to him with Velcro uh, Velcro and plastic ties and they're trying to figure out how it was made. Um, when they got to him, when he's like you said, crumpled on the ground there, they found wires protruding from his jacket to his pants. The device was strapped to his torso under his coat. And they say he was reaching for a cell phone and they grabbed his hands. Just a, uh, a strange look at it. I, Bill Bratton at one point said that um, <laughs> the NYPD had thwarted a terror attack. Negatives. Negative. That that's not and what I, that looks like. That looks like, like a failed terrorist. I like Bill Bratton, but that Love him. doesn't make any sense. I mean, this guy's stupidity is what thwarted the terror attack. This guy's uh, idiocy is what prevented people from dying here. Uh, and I guess 
it prevented him from dying, too. They said that he's conscious and uh, awake in the hospital. So the assumption is they're going to be able to grill this guy and maybe get any potential connections he may have to anybody else who may be planning something like this. We know that uh, that Homeland Security had warned a couple of weeks ago after ISIS put out a call for people to attack places like the New York City subway around the holidays. We know that they've been on high alert, but they were not going to be able to prevent a guy doing this. I'd like to break a little bit early here. Okay. Because when we come back, victory is mine. Okay, let's not ex- – I don't know if I would ex- – you're jumping ahead. You're excited because I've been smiling about the movie Frozen. Mm-hmm. But I think you're misunderstanding. You're misinterpreting. Nope. I am looking directly into your heart, and it is filled with love for Elsa and, and Frozen. Anna is her sister's name. Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> it's been 10 years since I've seen the movie, oh, like okay. everybody else. Right, okay. You're a little late to the party. Well, it's been uh, 15 hours since I saw it. How many minutes? 15 hours and... 15 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> 41 minutes now. Gary's Frozen Review. White on the tonight. May or may not come with a song when we return to Gary and Shannon. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Well, if you've listened to the show for a period of time, you'll know that I've been trying to get Gary to watch Frozen and Love Actually, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, I just think it's a movie that he would like, Frozen. He seems to like Disney movies. He hadn't seen it. And not only would he not see it, he would scoff at the idea. And he'd get this look on his face. It's like crunched up look on his face like, I don't know, why would I watch Frozen? And and so I got him the DVD. I was trying to make it easy for him. Still nothing because he's stubborn and he was digging in his heels. I was out of the window. My kids were old enough. They it wasn't did- for your kids. It was for you. That's why I wanted you to watch the movie. I know, but that's why I saw almost all of the other Disney and Pixar movies was but- because they were my kids were watching them and I happened to be in the room. Okay. Well, uh on Friday, we had our pastathon benefiting Katarina's Club, and you guys all stepped up so much, and thank you for that. Three hundred ninety thousand dollars, seventy thousand pounds that, of pasta and yeah, sauce. Yeah, we've crushed those goals. Um, Carol, our friend Carol, friend of the show, Carol, mm-hmm. uh, decided that she wanted to donate three hundred dollars and created her own auction item, if you will. And she said, "I'll pay three hundred dollars, and Gary's got to watch Frozen." And so Gary, true to his word, watched it over the weekend. I did. I'm going to sneeze here in a second. I think I have a cold. That's not what <laughs> it is. It's not a cold. That's love in your heart. No, it's not. Am I allergic to love in my heart now? Mm-hmm. Is that what's prompting my sneeze? It's emotion is what you're allergic to. So here's the thing. I have two nieces who are in perfect, perfect frozen age range, right? And they're two sisters. They're, and they... I'm assuming, love this movie. We've talked about it, and I've seen them play with the characters and all that sort of a thing. I've, I, I've, I don't know the story, okay? No idea who was the good guy or the bad guy or who was going to turn and who wasn't. And spoiler alert, it's the guy. I'm just going to say that. The guy is the bad guy. You just don't know which guy. Uh, I, I liked the idea. I know a little bit of the backstory of making of Frozen. So I know that, for one thing, the people at Disney... 
literally asked people in the Disney studios, did you grow up with a sister? Like women, did you grow up with a sister? We'd love it if you would be part of our focus group to ask about relationships between sisters. Younger, older, one was talented, one wasn't, one was pretty, one was ugly, one was skinny, one was fat. Just to get the difference, the things that go on between two girls growing up. That was good. I mean, that was, I was okay. Um, another spoiler alert, the parents bite it in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Isn't that always the case? Hey, can you give it? Can you... It was good. What do you mean? You've been playing the songs all morning. You've been singing to them. You you know them by heart already. You just watched it 12 hours ago. Okay, it's two, uh, four things. First, I don't know all the songs by heart. Second, it was good. Third, I thought Kristen Bell, I didn't know she could sing like that, and she did a great job. And fourth, I only know one song, just so you know. Okay, just one song, that's all. Close your eyes. Elsa's up on the mountaintop right now. Everybody thinks she's a a monster. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I've tried. There she is. She's spinning around the mountain, right? Her dress is going to change colors here. Don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Concealed, don't feel. Don't let them know. Everybody. Well, now they know. Let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. Everybody, I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. It's not Christmas anymore unless we hear uh, oh Gary gosh. sing Frozen. That was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Carol is the best thing ever. It was Carol's That fault. was $300 well yeah. spent. That also doesn't sound uh, like a man who didn't love that movie. That doesn't sound like a man that, that came away with this. It was good. Right. It was good. I'm trying to, th- like, I, I had some problems with some of the technical stuff about the extras, like all the external characters. It's a Disney I didn't like movie. looking at them. Oh. How did you feel when Elsa was told to hide her emotion and hide who she is? Are you kidding? You mean right at the beginning when her dad was like, hey, you're magic and you have icicles coming out of your hands. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Don't feel things. Don't uh, uh, make sure you conceal things. Just don't tell anybody how you feel. When you were little. Yeah. Ah, my the, dad that, said that to me. That was the instant that Gary became Elsa. But I didn't have, like, ice coming out of my hands. Well, How did it feel holding in your emotions? Well, Dr. Wendy, <laughs> I did. But, no, I did take that note down in that scene where the dad Wait, tells, I'm sorry. You took notes? You took notes watching Frozen. Well, I knew I was going to have to talk to you guys about mm. it. Uh, I, <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. Conceal it. Don't feel it. Don't show it. 
Because that's exactly what the dad says to Elsa when she's, you know, she goes crazy with the, and she accidentally zaps her sister in the head with the icicles or whatever happened. So, you know, side you note, I didn't know this. And I told you this earlier today. Jonathan Groff, who played the younger uh, FBI agent in the TV show Mindhunter, mm-hmm. the Netflix show, he was Kristoff in Frozen. Okay, and just so you know, um, I want you to be able to let your emotions go, and you can you can show them. You don't need to conceal them. Why are you telling me that? Because that's the point of the movie. You can be yourself, be you. Yeah, but also make sure that you don't make it cold. Like, don't turn the air conditioner down too low. Okay. Pretty clear. Also a takeaway. I mean, the people of Arendale were people, freezing. People like you here, Gary. It's okay. Yeah, there's some people that like you. Are, they, are you telling me it's not my fault? It's not your fault. It's not Gary. my it's fault. It's not your fault. Snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. Everybody's singing. A, a kingdom, kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I'm the queen. John's going to walk in here and Ooh. think we've all lost it's our day like this swirling storm inside. Come on in. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I've tried. And then my dad said to me, Don't let them in. Don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel. Don't let them know. Hey, John. Wait. Well, now they know. Welcome to a midlife crisis. Ever see a midlife crisis? <laughs> First one. Uh, what? Uh, Pretty good, isn't it? What the hell's going on? Uh, well, that was a deal. I must have missed mine. I never broke out into song. Gary right? watched Either Frozen. that or you're going to live to be 170. Uh, yeah, it could be coming soon. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what that was don't, about. Don't uh, worry about it. What's coming up on the show? Um, <laughs> I forgot. Um <laughs> Kind of meh. You've moved well, we, him. We got, we got uh, Aaron Katursky coming on about the uh, terrorist bomb this morning. And then Chris Carlo uh, with the, what, the 20th day in a row of the fire. Day eight. Uh, uh, and it uh, wasn't, uh, it is a good damn thing that that terrorist was a failed terrorist because yeah. that is a busy. Graduated yes. bottom of his class in terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. A busy uh, hey, corridor you're there. not supposed to uh, have it go off before you get to your destination. Well, or if yeah. you do. At least make it big enough that it's going to hurt right, somebody. Right, right. All, all he did is he uh, ripped up his own uh, his own guts. Uh, and also, uh, well, I maybe you guys covered this already. Where Larry King's fingers went? Mm. Yeah, we. We'll let you have mm. that one. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> we know how what a big fan you are of Larry and his program. Oh, he! I know three people, three people that he hit on. Really? really? Oh, yeah, and one of them very aggressively. I met uh, him in a synagogue. I think. And? and he, he, uh, he hit on you, didn't he? Is this four? No. I I was just paralyzed almost by how, t- how tiny he is. Yeah, he's a little he's guy. A little didn't you guy. watch him in the World Series? This was years ago. This skin was a, that used to belong to him and sat in that chair. This was a decade ago the... that I met him. Oh, oh no. That was a friend of mine, a uh, husband and wife friend, he, he would call repeatedly. He had been on her radio show, and he called repeatedly at the house, and... My other friend, the husband, would pick up the phone and go, hi, it's Larry King. And 
thinking it's a prank, hang up and then hang yeah. up and hang up. And the guy, McLaren <laughs> King didn't care that the husband kept answering the phone. Wow. He wanted to get it as uh, Did he touch her butt crack? Not that I've heard, but uh, I will I will contact them. Excellent. Wow. John and Ken coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. That's it. That's it. That is it. Gary and Shannon.